before we hit the phones and before we listen to one Brent Venables. Oklahoma head football coach. Correct. I saw a tweet this morning involving the SEC, SEC, SEC that I wanted to present to you and get your response. Okay. It involves one of the matchups this weekend. I guess this would be our edition of are you buying or are you selling? Okay, okay, okay. It involves Alabama and Ole Miss. Ole Miss has the best two quarterbacks in this matchup. Jackson Dar and Spencer Sanders. Ole Miss has Bama's former defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, who knows the tide inside and out. Bama is coming off its worst game in maybe 15 or more years. Bama's offensive line has given up 10 sacks in the last two weeks. If not now, win for Lane Kiffin to beat Bama. It's a great set of points. Great set of points. I I do agree. They've got the two best quarterbacks, no Mm -hmm. doubt, in the matchup. All of those other items are true as well. Why not now? Outside of it's at Alabama, which is a little frightening. And they'd won, what, 21 in a row there before the Texas lost? That's right. Oh, what was that? Someone yelling at you in the middle of that uh, that hot take in there? Somebody's always yelling at me. Gosh, people. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> They're vulnerable. It it feels that way. <laughs> What's is that? Pop Stoops talking in the middle of your of your stuff. Do people realize we have a show? It uh, th- this feels like the opportunity they need to cash in. Agreed. And uh, if they do, it sets up what all of a sudden could be a long season for Alabama. Could not agree more. All right, let's go to the phones before we hear from Brent Venables. 405-329-9000. That is the Riverwind Casino jackpot line in hour two of the Plank Show, which is brought to you by Allison Insurance. Darla was front and center at Tulsa Day for the Ref Army. Good yeah. morning, Darla. What's going Good on? Good to see you. It was great to, to see, see you, you, too. Hey, I just have a question. Okay. Uh, he, he has a dog named Goldie. And my friend watched the news. She got in on the end of it and said that, oh, you had one, but we couldn't get the name or the breed of it. Oklahoma has a dog named Goldie? No, well, Tulsa has well, Goldie. No, she, but, but they, she thought that, oh, you had a dog, but I don't know. If uh, Well, we have Top Dog. I mean, does that kind of count? Oh, okay. I, well, I wonder if that was it. A real, oh, okay. I bet that was it. It might have been it. All right. Well, oh, okay. Well, thanks. Answer my question. Boomer sooner. Let's go. go. Get them. Okay. Here, here is some history. Are you ready? That's a good phone call, people. That's how you do it. Next, next line, Mr. Sports wants to know what channel the game is on this weekend. I'm kidding. Hold on, Mr. Sports. Just a second. The University of Oklahoma's very first official mascot was anyone? Anyone? Mex the dog. Mex the dog. What year was that? Um, it does not have a year. Oh, hold on. Early 20th century? 1924-ish. And what kind of dog was Mex the dog? Sooner has it. 
Legend has it. Sooner legend has it. <laughs> Mex was not only left behind once at a train station in Arkansas City, Kansas. Oh, man. Um, but apparently Mex remained at the station even after Oklahoma's loss to Drake University. It was also said to have been poisoned by non-Sooner fans, after which I guess he was able to recover. Oh, that's terrible. Mex died in 1928. So a solid little life for Max. Uh, I not understand, bad for a dog. You know, that's that's really not a great job by the dog owners, uh, the dog watchers, to leave Mex behind in Ark City. But in their defense, Ark City can make your head spin a little bit. Doesn't Toby know all this stuff? Where's T-Row? I missed a phone call in the middle of this show somehow. You know, my car is getting worked on, so I mean, I'm <laughs> sir, it's worse than we thought. No, it's a cracked windshield. Just fix it. It's not worse than you thought. A little bit more history. I didn't realize this, but apparently, while Mex was known as that time at the as OU's preferred pooch, it is reported that in 1980 the univer- the university officially adopted the Sooner Schooner. Doesn't seem right. It had to be well before then, right? Is Mex buried under Owen Field? That's what Camo Sooner's telling me. That's what Camo Sooner's telling me. So maybe, Darla, maybe that's what you heard. Nose pointed to the sky for prosperity. There was there was some there was a time and and again I speaking of Mex being buried somewhere. At Owen Field. Around Section 18. Really? Mex had the largest turnout for a Norman funeral ever, according to Dodger Blaine. Who's keeping these records in 1928? Who's keeping these records? 15 to 28. I want that shirt, though. Yeah, that's cool. Where, where, who, who sent that shirt in? I'd wear that shirt every single day, Mike in Springfield. Yeah. M- Mike in Springfield's a bit of a historian, too, so... Um, right in his wheelhouse. Right. And by the way, Mark Firmina, that's fantastic. <laughs> Hit that one real quick before I get to <laughs> before I get to true. Plank, they're calling you to suggest you need an air filter, cabin filter, new wipers, and a radiator and transmission flush. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, swapping those uh, fluids yeah. around is not a bad I, idea. In your by the way, my favorite thing ever. And if you own uh, an auto, we have great. We have great. Uh, and I would consider them to be the preferred automotive care partner of the Plank Show. I, Christian Brothers and yes. you know, Kurt and his crew did. We spent a lot of time. One of the first people to say, "Hey, let's let's support your program." So they've always been the best. So when I say this, it's never happened when I go there. But my favorite thing is when I go to get my oil change and they bring me the filter. They're like, "Nah." Eh. It doesn't look all that great. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at right here, man. You could be – that looks like – Everything fi- looks bad to me. Th- that's a filter, all right? I, I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> 5808, what's, what's he saying here? He's, he always cries. We, got, we have records of a dog's funeral attendance in Norman, but we can't find the mule shoe police reports on those black Escalades and break-ins. It's a tough look for those out west. So, I, uh, Darla, we all learned something today uh, at ten eleven a.m. Here what uh, did you say? What kind of dog Max was? It. I think it was a collie. Wasn't every dog a collie back then? 
Lassie was a collie. I can't believe they left Max in Ark City. Nah, you know what happens. Like, remember. How do you forget the dog? People forget whose responsibility is what. Think about Clark Griswold. All he had to do was, you know, get the dog off the bumper. Probably chased for a little bit. No one gets that reference, do they? That's an old vacation reference. <laughs> he left Aunt Edna's dog hooked on the bumper while they drove, and the cops pulled him over. All right, listen, enough of this tomfoolery. Thank you, Darla. Uh, Mr. Sports, welcome to the show. What's going on, Mr. Sports? Working man's Wednesday, huh? Working man's Wednesday. That is correct. Our uh, definition of work a little bit different than your definition. <laughs> right. You do real work. We basically just you know jack around for about three hours. Well, I was just going to... I was just going to ask, you know, what BB would think about my job. Oh, okay. And give it some kind of title. Well, <laughs> for each day. For each day, jeez, I don't man, know. Man, I haven't. Hey, I haven't had. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yesterday the presser. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you what, BB's classic. We know that. Mm-hmm. And every single time I just listen intently, you know, to the press conference and I catch that good line that he throws out there. And the one I particularly liked yesterday was, uh, let me make sure I quote this correctly now, you'll never go broke if you take profit. (laughs) That's right. Take a profit. He, He drops a few of those gems, and they're so perfectly placed that you stop and you're like, I like that. I'm using that one in life. Unlike unlike our man Prime that drops in lines, and they're not always in the right place. <laughs> he he puts them together, but it's not always in the perfect uh, order, right? Exactly. Hey, uh, one uh, one quick quick, or I'm gonna let you guys know something. I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but you know how many college coaches get on GMA live in the mornings during the week. Was he on GMA Live this one, morning? Ryan one coach was I on think. there live this morning. <laughs> yeah, with Michael Strahan. So, you know, I didn't get to watch it, but I, I heard about it. And speaking of uh, the dog, I got a great camel. I actually heard that myself, too. I've been going down to Owen Field since, oh, I don't know, the 70s probably. Mm-hmm. And I heard that myself years ago. So I, I think it's probably correct. Now, I don't know where the dog was buried or anything like that, but I did hear. But you know what, though, fellas? It wasn't too long ago that the Boomer Schooner was almost buried at Owen Field, if you remember correctly. Yeah, I was, uh, I was there. It was, it was not a good day. That was like, that thing scared, that shattered the crap everywhere. out of me. Me too. Yeah. Are you kidding hey, me? I'm, I mean to tell you, hey, fellas, you guys have a great Wednesday. See you. 2019. Should we bring Mex back on the 100th anniversary? Mex, they claim, and by the way, Sean and many of you have corrected me. He was a terrier, not a collie. I let all I know from that time frame is Lassie. All right, and I know that uh, old Yeller. What was he like? A hound dog or something? I mean, that's all I know. But plot somewhere <laughs> underneath the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the University of Tulsa, the University of Tulsa has Goldie, but I didn't see. I'm really going to show how poor I've been paying attention to non-football things of the old alma mater. Is Goldie still a thing? Because univer- uh, usually Goldie would go out and get the um, the tea after kickoff. But I never saw that happen. 
Let's see here. Oh, Goldie has an Instagram page. So you heard about Goldie, and they probably brought up the Sooners' original mascot, Mex. Okay. I think we got to bring Mex back, man. Goldie. Okay, looks like Goldie's still around. I just maybe she did go get the uh, the tea, and I just didn't see her. Of course, it didn't help too terribly much that OU nearly returned the kick for a touchdown, the opening kickoff, and and then fumbled it away. What a gorgeous, pretty, what a good boy Goldie is. Where were what were we talking about? I don't know. Nothing matters except for Max. This is all Darla's fault, and I'm grateful for it. Uh, all right, here Cam has the scoop. Here, here you go. Cam's got the scoop. Max was a pit bull terrier. OU canceled classes so students could attend his memorial service. Then why the hell do they leave him behind at the train station? What was enrollment back in 1928? Oh, Goldie was on the field this weekend. Well, obviously, I was doing a good job, Bumpy Rhodes, as a sideline reporter. I never saw Goldie. Never saw him or her. No clue. Uh, what was the enrollment at OU in 1928 when is, he passed away? Yeah, is there a way for you to figure that out? Let's find in, out. Any sort of way quickly. Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma enrollment. What, what's your guess? I, I don't even – I'm, like, scared to even make a gas. Because I would – I would think small, but – I would, too. But it's going to be larger than, than we would think. Is 10,000 too many? They've got a chronological history here of the University of Oklahoma. And uh, <laughs> Quinn actually met Goldie this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I was really in my own world. I doesn't have a number on here. So when you say that everyone was let out of – class yeah i'm just trying to figure out what the size of the funeral was oh okay i see what you're saying and i'm guessing some students uh, did not attend the funeral they they went and did other things let me tell you about my dumb dogs while we're at it no kidding can i t- can i tell you about my dogs that eat rocks yeah that's what my frenchie does my dog, oh look at tater he's getting after something what do you he's got a rock and, and and they fight over rocks josh rocks rocks what are we even doing? Those are mine. <laughs> Come back, Yeller. Best doggone dog in the West. My dad made me watch that whenever I was a kid. He's like, show you a movie, son, that my and really affected me whenever I was younger. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's do this. Whenever we were finished with it, I'm like, why? Why? What is wrong with you, What is dad? wrong with you? He goes, you're demented. You're troubled. Right. He goes, because I want you to quit asking for a dog. I don't want a dog because they die. And that was it. Never asked for a dog. <laughs> now, I, every single time I get a pet, I'm like, oh, look at this beautiful, precious Frenchie. She's going to die someday, so I got to deal with that. Yeah, that is, uh, boy, that is dark. <laughs> okay, listen, I, this is too much. This is too fun. We got to break because we've got to get back to sports. Get back to sports guy is resonating in my dome right now. Yeah, somebody's And upset. I've got to placate him. So that's coming up next. <laughs> Too much on Max. Too much on Max, but thank you, Darla. It's the Plank Show on the Ref. Aye. Y'all know your dogs. Very impressive. Yeah, I I think I'm saying Max. I'm saying it right. I guess maybe Max. because. M-E-X. It yeah, just not, I say it quickly. Max. That's for you, Cool Mo J. Somebody yeah. shot down the idea of uh, any necromancy to bring Max back. Very disappointing. Well, I I put on Twitter, it's time to bring Max back, and I'm concerned that people might look at that and reply with, he's dead. 
by yeah, the way, we're saying like it, just bring a dog mascot the back. Idea of it, right? So I saw this. By the way, just to further, this is all uh, Darla's fault, and that's a good thing. Karen Hatfield tweeted at us and said, "I think this is what Darla was asking about." Uh, there was an OU dog there to hang out with Goldie at Chapman Stadium this week. Oh, Oklahoma brought a dog. Oh, oh my goodness. Tulsa Goldie follows me on Twitter. Oh, well, Goldie, you got to follow back. I'm sorry. I was not aware of this. But apparently there was a Professor Paws who was at Chapman Stadium this weekend. We've got Professor Paws? Yeah, I think um, I think I took a few classes whenever I was in college from people that were maybe maybe not as smart as Professor Paws looks. <laughs> so that might have been the confusion too. So either it was Mex, and they were talking about the original mascot, or it was Professor Paws, who doesn't appear to be an official mascot, but he looks like a good boy. He's a good boy. I yeah, listen. This is where I'm bad. I mean, I don't Some know. Some sort of uh, mix. I know pugs, Frenchies. Bulldogs and, that's, and, 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 and wiener dogs. Lab. Whenever we start getting into lab mixes, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like a lab of some kind. But thank you very much, Karen. I appreciate it. Now, Angry Ronnie asked a very, very good question off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Any news, any updates on the Okoye commitment tonight? It's my understanding that we feel good about it. We feel good. Now, last night, if you follow the ref on Twitter, you saw the what, – what do they call those things? I always just say the audiogram. But you saw the tweet with the interview f- with Danny Coye whenever he was on the rush this summer talking about his recruitment with OU. Listen to this. New recruit, I guess, with – you know, I hadn't been in the recruiting game long. It was maybe like six months in before the OU season actually started – and I was still, you know, just figuring out the kinks. So watching that season play out, OU sort of dwindled mm-hmm. in my my ranking, I guess, for places I was considering. But after that last season, I started doing more research into what they were doing, how they were rebuilding from that season. Um, I was talking to people that they were recruiting, people who had committed, people who were committed and then transferred out, people who had been playing there for a long time. Um, I talked to recruiting analysts. I talked to journalists. Uh, I studied the spring game that they just had a couple months ago. Um, and after all of that, I decided that maybe it would be in my best interest to reopen the communication. So I reached out to Coach Miguel Chavis and talking to some people, talking to some mentors, um, people who are way more wise than I am. Um, I realized that maybe don't take it at face value look at what they're actually building and what they have the potential to become. So once Miguel talked to me about that, I was like, man, am I really doing the right thing here? So there you go. Like in other words, that seems to be somebody that was really affected by the record last year and looked at it and thought, oh, we might might not be a place for me, but reevaluated and it looks like it could be a good thing for him tonight. Yeah, Oklahoma, for OU tonight. OU did a good job repairing the impression, the perception of the program, and building the relationship kind of midway through uh, this cycle. Mm. 
All right. Um, I promised to get to Brent Venables here. So can we can we roll with some BV? Somebody sent a text message that started with Christopher, and I thought I was in trouble. That's whenever I know I'm in trouble. Christopher! What? What? But just because they used it properly. Been busy with a move to Utah. A little out of the loop the last 10 days. And I know it's football season, but can you give a rundown of Coach Gasso's recent commits? If not, cool, we'll be listening on a regular basis. What if I was just like, yeah, no, I won't. I'm not going to. It's not happening. How about this? Would Patty Gasso, JT Gasso, and Jen Rocha have done over the last three weeks in recruiting? Can I use a term that maybe is used a little bit too often in recruiting, but I think it, it bears using here? It's, you may. It's unparalleled. It is unparalleled what they're doing. I don't oh, even know what to tell you except, wow. Lexi McDonald, infield, or, sorry, Lexi McDaniel, an infielder. Kendall Wells. Oh, this isn't even, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that right? Kendall Wells, Alyssa Parker, they just, they added another commit, and I spent most of my Friday watching highlights of, I believe it's K Minor, who literally just hits bombs, and she's fast. So, yeah, it's been pretty good, pretty good. And there's some that look at, at K as the next Jada Coleman. So, in other words, Jada graduates – goes off to play professionally or change the world, whichever she decides she can do, she's going to do, or whatever direction she decides it's going to happen. And in her, you know, K minor. So you get um, top 10 rated infielder Lexi McDaniel, catcher Kendall Wells, pitcher Sophia Bordy, infielder Alyssa Parker, and now um, K minor. Very similar to the 2016 class. Very similar. And a class that's going to be, well, I guess if she's coming in in 25, right? They're the 25 class. So you'll need a little bridge to her in that 24 class, which, oh, by the way, is loaded too. How's that? How's that? Yeah, it's uh, incredible what that program has done. And, well, they're going to be right in the thick of things going forward. And nice. that doesn't even mix uh, transfer portal potential into uh, the equation. Which so there you go. Every single day. Okay, before we break, because this would be right on time, real quick. Brent Venables was asked about Dylan Gabriel and the difference for DG this year in having someone that's pushing him like Jackson Arnold is. I would expect so. Uh, again, I've said this before, you know, competition will bring out the best, should bring out the best in everyone if you're made of the right stuff. And, you know, I don't think Dylan's ever felt quote unquote threatened. Um, but certainly knows that the young young guys watching him every day and, <clears throat> and is incredibly uh, talented in his own right. So who doesn't want to show off their stuff, you know? Uh, so I'm sure it's helped. And again, but at the same time, Dylan's 
since I've known him, has not been a guy that's looking over his shoulder either. He's confident in his own skin and in the process and what he needs to do to, to play at a high level. And I think that's helped him, uh, you know, as opposed to paralyze him. And there's some guys that, you know, you got a handful of guys that they're worried about the external factors or things that they can't control. And, and it does stunt their growth, in my opinion. You know, keeps them from uh, really realizing their, their potential. It's the overused phrase, control the controllables, right? I don't – my kids have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. I worry about all the things that don't affect me on a daily basis. Control what you can't control. All right, let's go all in on, D- on uh, Brent Venables coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Stick around. All right, let's let's roll here. The countdown clock to game day is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Three days, 22 minutes, 34 seconds, 11 a.m. kick. We'll be on the air at 7 a.m. Look out, Cincy. Here we come. We're going to be hustling, by the way, because apparently our bus, if I read this right, Toby, or any of the crew that's uh, listening, that early bus – it's going to have us rolling in like two minutes before airtime, it looks like. Wouldn't be the first time that you would see the trio of Teddy, Toby, and Plank racing to a press box to try to find out where they can set up. Hi, I'm sorry. Do you guys have badges? What's going on here? Where are you going? I'm like, get out of Who my way. We have a show. We're on the air. Fire drill. Go. Chick-fil-A, 12th and Alameda, 405-310-3189. Try the new honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich or my personal favorite and incredibly underrated the chicken strips all right the there's so much good stuff here josh i don't even know where to start how about the rush defense the rush defense right pretty good so far it's been really good 15th national i i think it's fair to say that this weekend is probably the biggest challenge that it's had as as a rush defense is concerned, because what did Ted Roof tell us yesterday? 219 rushing yards as a team is the least amount that they've run for this year for Cincinnati. So for Oklahoma, I, I think it's fair to say that through three games, it's been a rather dramatic improvement for the Sooners. So for Coach Venables... It ain't good enough. We all know that. But, you know, how does he feel about where his rush defense is right it's now? It's good. You know, we, we're getting more physical and we've got more guys that can play in that front seven. You know, our secondary support is a little better. But all of it still has a lot of work. Um, just more confidence, better fundamentals at times, and a little more physicality, just a little more assuredness and the things that we're doing. I I found maybe this is just me, Josh. But even I'll play Ted Roof for you guys tomorrow when we get our sneak peek at Coach's Corner. A couple of cuts that we had whenever you know he's not in that media setting. It's just him, Gabe, and I. But I feel like they uh, want a little bit more out of their defensive line. Just just guessing. It seems like in the D-line questions sometimes, a little bit short. You know, I joked about, and we'll play it for you, 
tomorrow whenever I ask Ted Roof, hey, I know you think that the defensive line can play better. It's like, oh, yes, it can play better, was what Ted Roof said. But I don't know, I'm just, you know, you read into things. It's what we do. It's what we do, Josh. We overanalyze, overevaluate. I just kind of think that's a, that's a place where they feel like they need to be better, even with the success, right? And maybe they'll feel better about it if you go out and even if you're not getting a bunch of uh, sacks, which that's been uh, an area where Oklahoma's just not – I mean, naturally, they're, they're not very good there right now. Now, you could talk max protect, whatever you want to say, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's probably reasons for it, and uh, I, I'm not going to argue with you up and down. But guess what? They've been great in run defense. So, if that continues regardless of the sacks, I mean, don't you feel like, okay, hey, we're in, a, we're in an okay spot? Right. No, absolutely. But you got to see it this week. Now, I, I found this interesting, and this isn't a knock on the person that asked the question, but it was more of, uh, of taking away from what Scott Satterfield had said to where something along the lines of, hey, they feel like they can match up at the skill positions. And the question was, do you feel like you have an advantage in the trenches? And if there has been anything that has been consistent from everyone who has evaluated this matchup, they feel like that's a place where Oklahoma is going to get challenged the most. So here's what... Brent Venable said when asked, hey, do you feel like you've got an advantage in the trenches against Cincinnati on Saturday? I don't I don't look at it as a an advantage, uh, so to speak. I know that their their front is really, really good. And uh they're experienced, they're battle tested, and they've played at a really high level uh for quite some time. Uh so they've been a very consistent group of guys. So that's gonna be a great challenge. And again, I said this at my radio show and I told this to the team, this is going to be a, a line of scrimmage football game, both sides uh, of the ball. Um, they're physical, they're relentless, uh, aggressive, confident, all those things. So uh, it's going to be exciting, you know, uh, challenge. You know, they're a top 10 team rushing the football uh, as well. The quarterback is the second leading rusher on their team. He's a six-year player, very experienced and, uh, you know, very... Uh, explosive at receiver with Xavier Henderson, you know, fantastic player uh, tied for, you know, the big 12 lead in receptions. And so they've got a, you know, a three headed monster on offense and, you know, a defense that, that has had a high standard of success, you know, over the last several years. So it'll be a, you know, a very confident group, you know, that we, we line up against in Cincinnati. We'll hear more from Scott Satterfield tomorrow. So, you know, Brent Venables selling the same thing that we've heard. If you listen to this station with any regularity, you know, Teddy has been all over this. He's told you from the first moment he started watching since he game take, uh, tape last week. It's a really good team on the defensive line. Really good team. And you're going to be challenged in the trenches. Speaking of that, um, I I like what James did. He asked his quite, he, little two-parter here. First, how is that offensive line coming along? How do you feel about the way they're playing? And second, about the progression of Peyton Bowen. Yeah, no, the offensive line has, has done a good job. You know, we've one of the best in college football, keeping a quarterback clean and uh, have done a good job efficiently at rushing the football and, uh, you know, helping in the, again, the, sometimes, again, you got lots of runs called, and, and but you got the RPO world, so you pull it out of the belly and you throw it down the field. So, uh, you know, so you don't know whether or not they were any good or not. And 
so that they've done a nice job. You know, again, we've um, we lost five guys a year ago and uh, uh, three starters, and so those I think those guys have done a really nice job, and there's still you know room to continue to improve at every position on our football team. They're not excluded in that, uh, but I like you know where we're at right now up front, uh, Peyton. It's yeah, it's not easy. There's nothing easy about it. But he he was here at mid-year. A really smart guy. Football comes easy for him. He's highly skilled, uh, very instinctual, uh, confident, um, but eager to learn and work. So he's again created opportunity for himself, and he'll just continue to get better the more he plays. More seat time for Peyton Bowen. The better he's going to get. Makes sense. Showtime starting this week. I loved this question. And before we grab our timeout, we're resetting and listening to the highlights from the Brent Venables press conference. If you want to hear the press conference in its entirety, I dropped it on the Sooner Sports podcast for you uh, late yesterday afternoon. Go to Soonersports.com slash podcast. How can you tell or what is the process in kind of figuring out, okay, this is a guy that will be able to handle it early. Is it something that you see in recruiting? Is it maybe even something that you don't even really know or have a feel for until you truly get him on campus, right? How do you evaluate whether or not a dude as a freshman has it? I think it's probably a little bit of both. You get you have your instincts on in the recruiting process on – on what that'll look like, and then once you have them, you quickly find out, you know, how they learn, you know, how they respond, how they compete, uh, how they play, all those things. And so, I think it's a combination of both of those things, and both of them, both uh, both of them have. Uh, it's not a surprise to us that they have the capability of doing multiple things, you know, at such an early age. But a perfect world. You, you zero them in on a, on a position and let them, you know, go get it. Sometimes you can afford that. Sometimes you can't. In this instance, Oklahoma couldn't. And maybe it's as time progresses and if they have success, this continues to be the way. It's like, hey, you know, had some success with a guy like Peyton Bowen cross-training him and maybe it's certain dudes only a handful of dudes that can do it I'm sure it is but I I love the identification process of figuring okay how do I know that this guy can compete how do I know that he's going to be capable of doing more than one thing all right when we come back uh, we'll have more BV coming up at the bottom of next hour after the top five stories of the day but you guys have been on fire on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line and we'll dive into it next right here on the ref all right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref. Ref Radio Network with Josh on Plank. Did you um, see Arkansas State got their first win of the season last week? Big dub? Yeah, beat Stony Brook 31-7. to I don't think Arkansas State is one of those games that we're going to look back on and be like, man, they ended up having a really good season. Yeah, it's uh... – Nice to see them score some points. <laughs> yeah, uh, through their first two games of the year against Oklahoma and Memphis, Butch Jones, Arkansas State Red Wolves had been outscored one hundred and ten to three. That's a state. 
Arkansas State. Um, <laughs> gosh. Anyway, uh, one more BV here, then we'll get to the text line, and then we'll get the top five stories of the day, and then we'll get more BV, and then we'll get uh, more of the text line, and then we'll get our final thoughts, and we'll go home. Sound like a show? Sounds like a show. Brent Venables was asked how different it felt. Well, you know, there's been a lot of how different is this? Why is this different kind of questions? And and I think that is it different, coach? Is it different? Right? <laughs> how is it different? Is this What's different, better? coach? It's it's tough because I I think in every single one of them, Josh, Brent Venables wants to answer. Yeah, uh, we we can be so much better, and we haven't proven anything yet. But I thought this was phrased in a way that I appreciate. If you listen to the players and you hear what the players are saying, it it sounds and feels different, right? And they use the term foundationally and culturally. And Brent Venables was asked, okay, you know, the, you hear from the players that it seems – you know, different than that foundation is in place. Where do you feel you are as a coach in building said foundation? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, that that process never stops. You know, you all you got you're always building, you're always nurturing, you're always protecting, you're always, uh, you know, rehearsing. You know, your values, beliefs, developing and nurturing. You know, culture. Again, we've got 97 players that or either in their first or their second year on our roster. So uh, we've worked hard at trying to create an environment where we, we recruit guys and get our guys to buy into, you know, uh, relationships and knowing each other and uh, spending lots of time uh, doing that. And then they've, uh, you know, spent a lot of time on their own, you know, as well. I think that's part of it. You know, that's not to be, uh, you know, undervalued. It's a, you know, I think it's teams that are close, teams that know each other, teams that trust each other uh, through all of it. You know, we have great respect for one another. Um, we tell each other the truth and all those things. I think that's important, you know, to, you know, for us anyway, as we build our program. And uh, so you want guys that uh, that's important to them as well. But, you know, so for all the returning players, they're just another, you know, year into the relationship. So. You know, that certainly hasn't hurt. So maybe that's some of the things that, you know, they're talking about. You, you know, Deion Sanders said earlier this year that he doesn't care about locker room and he doesn't care about culture. He cares about winning. But then you you hear the, what they go and do? Like personal. Per- that's all culture. <laughs> you know, he might have a different way to phrase it, but it's all part of the culture you're building. And I think that, you know, obviously a much different approach at Oklahoma. But my point is going to make, Josh, you tend to enjoy and want to work harder when you're around people that you like. I love coming into work. There's not a single person up here I can't stand. It's a refreshing thing. It is, it? right? I look forward to coming in every day. That's Every uh, day. You it's don't awesome. always get that in media. But no. We, we've got that here. We're pretty no. fortunate. Uh, I so when and that's just me and being very greedy and selfish. But I think on the football side of things, on the sports side of things, competition makes you better. But it's also really fun when that competition you're having is against someone who you like. You like. 
It's like, all right, we're making each other better. And you root for them whenever they're better than you. So I, I think that, Josh, is maybe corny to some people. Maybe sounds <laughs> right. a little cheesy because they're like, I just want to win. I don't care if they like each other. Okay, I'm the same. But I think it does breed a chance for longer-term success. Right, and there is also accountability whenever things aren't going yeah, well. You like to like your teammates, right? I mean, it's fun to – you want to be a part of a work environment where it's not untenable, it's not uncomfortable. You ready for the top five stories of the day? I, I was I've, I've got born some, ready. I've got some doozies for us today. I kind of went a little bit final thoughts in the top five stories of the day today because there's not – I mean – how much do you want to talk about Shohei Otani not being able to pitch in 2024? I mean, really? Is that something we need to break down here on the ref today? I don't think so. We're talking about his value in the free agent market. Eh, save that for the MLB Network. I've got Sean McVay responding to the haters. I've got Deion Sanders demanding respect, but not for himself, which I found to be pretty interesting. And we got a football game tomorrow night that is intriguing between the 49ers and the Giants based on who might not be able to go from the from the Giants' perspective. So that's coming up next in the top five stories of the day. We have flown through two hours with you right here on The Ref.